Turn me up in my headphones. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours show and get the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Full with the topic, sort of like the rubber with game talent like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. The sports medicine, the sports veterans and great. The four for twenty six, so the war ain't away. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yeah, yeah. What's goody, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev Mac. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother. We got the hot block commander back in the building. What up, B. Austin? Uh, Jimmy the Blueprint. He's going to be with us in a... But as usual, you know, we're going to talk our ish for a little while, so sit back, relax, get comfy. And bust it up once again with you guys in the greatest man cave in the history of sports. Yes, I'm talking about the war room. Of course, you can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 20 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as it's been for 10 plus years, is 323 410 Zero zero one two. So what up, fam? The, uh, the U.S. is finally pulling out of Afghanistan, and the Taliban. I don't know if you've been seeing this, man. The Taliban has really been giving it up for the gram. <laughs> what up with you, bro? Yo, they on the gram sipping tea, uh, having Yo. belly dancers. Yo, they they really chilling hard. Yo, they, they were really chilling hard. They were. They they were posing like at the at the table. They were in they were they took a little excursion to, to drive around and play bumper cars, you know, <laughs> because they're pretty much like all right. Well, you know, this whole thing goes on for you know twenty years, and at the end of the day, America's pulling out and we jumping right. You know, we 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 still in power here. So what was it all for? Yeah, we. Basically, we back like nothing. We right back now. like cook crack. Right, right. They, they, they've been stunting for the gram though. It's funny though. Like we talk about the everyday person. We even talk so much as you know thugs and gangs being on social media doing their thing. Like in the times that we live at, the times that we live in, like attention is so crazy. The need for attention. Yo, this is a straight up. You know, with the world views as a terrorist organization, <laughs> and they doing it up for the gram, like, like, like it's nothing. Like, guns and butter, you know, baby, guns and butter. What yeah, a time to be alive. Is something else, definitely. What a what a time to be be alive, man. Twenty twenty one is something else, man. All right, but Jimmy will be with us in a minute, man, but we're going to get into everything. But before we get started, man, we just need to remind you guys that whether you're with us live or not, during the week at any time, when we're not live on the air, you can still check out archived episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Now, you can do that either on our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode of any show. 
on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. That includes the War Room. That includes After Further Review with the Mayor. Uh, the Broad Street Line with Roy and Chris. Shout out to those guys. Tissue and the Tape Hip Hop Podcast. If you're a hip hop head, uh, Phil Matic and, and Davis Backwards. Uh, what else we got? We got On the Couch with the Wilsons. If you love TV, movies, documentaries, podcasts, whatever, they talk about it. Um, and we got a whole lot more, man. So make sure you don't miss an episode of any of the, the, the wonderful programming on the Warden Sports Podcast Network, man. But we're going to get into these hot topics. Y'all know what it is. Hot Topics brought to you by MyBookie. War Room family, it's time for you to make some money sports betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked out MyBookie, we don't know what you're waiting for. It's time to place a bet. Lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports by joining us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players placing bets at MyBookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your money. You get it fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now. My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, WARROOM, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it, man. Seems seems pretty simple to me. All right, so, um, B, I, you know, speaking of your hometown squad, the Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid, has signed a four-year extension uh, this week. Four years, $196 million extension. Now, I know you can remember that Joel fired his agent uh, during last season. So, you know, the talk is he negotiated this deal himself. You know, I'm always a little skeptical when people kind of praise guys for doing that kind of thing because when you're a player at his especially level especially when they're you're going to get yeah, the max when you're a top you're a top 10 player you yeah get. when you top right. 10 player in the in the world or in the league I mean what negotiation really is there right um so because he had 2 years left on his current deal which was a big money deal as well um the one coming straight off of his rookie deal uh, this contract doesn't start for another two seasons, but he's still owed $65 million over the next two years on that deal alone. So, you know, Joel has basically just signed the, the, the dotted line on generational wealth for himself and, mm-hmm. and his family. And he does have a family now. He's married with, with one child right now. Um, so basically, um, this keeps him under contract through the 2026-27 season for a total of $261 million. And like I said, he was already set to make $65 million over the final two years of his deal. So uh, with the extension beginning in 2023-2024, it's based off the projected $124.95 million salary cap for that season. That's just a projection. So basically be this contract can be worth even more than the, the numbers say because at this point we're projecting the salary cap for when the deal starts. And we pretty much know mm. that the salary cap is, you know, <laughs> I think it, I it's think there's a chance up. for it to be higher rather than lower than the projection. So what's your thoughts on this, man? You got him locked up for all this time. It's time for him to stay healthy. That's, that's what it's time for. So, so this is this is one of those things where 
based on who we are and what we do, we're going to nitpick it. We're going to pick it apart. But the reality is, what else could the Sixers do? Like, he's so talented and good enough at this point that this is a shoe-in deal. Now, we still have the concern of, A, his health, B, how committed is he to fitness and being healthy because you can't be busting Clint Capella's ass for 35 points across three quarters and then want to go and sit down and drink tea in the fourth quarter, right? So at some point, you're, you're to have to match the money that you're receiving, but not only that, your legacy and where you want to be perceived as an actual dominant player um, because at this level where he is and the money he's getting, the, the scrutiny is only going to get worse. The scrutiny is only going to get worse. I mean, I'm not mad at the contract just simply because I think it's the market. I think it's the market. Oh, I mean, it's what, what else could like, I say, like, I mean, that's why, you know, kudos to him, you know, because even uh, Scott, you said in the chat room, you know, without an agent, but, you know, kudos to that, but he got, the absolute maximum that he could get from the Philadelphia 76ers. I really don't think you need an agent yeah. to do that. He is the franchise to, to player. To do that if no you're Joel Embiid, yeah. He's a, at yeah. this point, he's, you know, in probably everybody's book, he's probably a top five player in the NBA. So there's really nothing much that they can say to him. All he has to do is research what is the maximum amount of dollars and cents that I can get from this team. And that's what I'm going into this meeting and asking for, because what are they going to say no? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm say no. Now, the, the best part about for me, and Scott, you says top four. Um, the best part about it for me is that he doesn't have to pay an agent out of this pot. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Um, three percent. Does hire an agent? Yeah, I'm pretty three, sure he will have yeah, representation. Me. Right. He will have representation at some point. Um, but that'll be for anything that they negotiate. Um, for him after the fact. Let me ask you this as a, uh, as a Sixers fan. Let me, let me. What, what up, Jeff? What, let me, let me. What's your concerns? I mean, with, with Joel Embiid, you can only really have one concern, and that's health. You know what I'm saying? It, mm-hmm. We that's haven't it. really had uh, a full season where, you know, the Sixers were slated as contenders where – he didn't have some kind of issue throughout the season, even if it was minor and they were just, you know, banking on the side of caution because of stuff that he used to go through. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I but even, even as his, dominant even as he stamina, is, you know, he still needs a co-star. To, even his to stamina can probably be rolled up on the health too. What you know saying? Like, his stamina, like him always getting tired. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. 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 all that. No, we we oh, yeah we talked about that. What's his commitment no, I, yeah, to I fitness? Heard, I heard I heard you bring it up, but I'm just saying you could probably yeah, roll all that into one issue, which is like you know um him keeping his body up. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it, yeah. I, you know, I think probably, the, the stamina I'll, definitely is a direct result because you know why he's always missing time, and when you're missing time, you can't really stay in quote unquote basketball shape. Not not at least not NBA basketball shape because you're you're not doing anything. And, you know, I know people out there who are like workout warriors, they know how true that is. It may sound cliche to a lot of people, but if you've been working out, not, I'm not even talking about basketball or anything like that. If you're working out like a beast for 
four months straight, and then you take a week off. When you come back after that week, yeah, you're saying it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same. I can yo, tell y'all that after three weeks of vacationing recently. <laughs> it's not the same. Oh, yeah. Yo, man, first off, I, I just want to apologize, y'all, for my tardiness, man. I was downloading as much content off right. OnlyFans oh. as I could. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Cause, you know, oh they're about um, to shut it down? Yeah, I had to get not as much a, as I could, man, yo. It's, it's not a yeah. shutdown, but they shutting down all, not even pun pun. nudity. All the, but all the pun pun coming down. All, yeah, all the all the activity. What's the point of OnlyFans? That's, that's Exactamundo. They're going the, they're going but, the um, Tumblr route. Shout out to Tobias, though, in, in the in the World of Sports Game Time chat. I think what he said is, is kind of what I was thinking. He was like, they're doing that to try to get a valuation. Um, no, they, they but said yeah. They've actually openly said that. They openly said oh, that. Okay. That's not, that's not okay. like a secret. They actually openly okay. said that they're trying to raise Because that was my thought. I, I, I hadn't heard it. I was like, oh, they must be trying to go public at some point. But yeah, at the but same the valuation time, is, is based on users. I, I was about to say, right. you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna shun all your users away and, you know, try, try to, quote, unquote, clean up the image. That's going to make everything backfire. So you better embrace what yeah. you have because it's not like you're not going to make a ton of money because of what you have. Yeah, they got to go, they gotta, they gotta the, go the way of the hub and just embrace who and what they are. Right. Man, listen, man, listen. Yo, because um, maybe they didn't also. set out to, to, to be that. But once once people made you that, hey, embrace it. I've seen some of the checks that young ladies get off of there, and they get a piece of all that. So they eating with them. But, you know, right. I guess it is what it is, man. They said um, people have made yeah. an upwards of $5 billion off of that, off of OnlyFans. Sheesh. Five billion. If, if I didn't have as oh, much dignity as I had. Yo, shout to Skyview as well as uh, Anil, you know what I'm saying? Like, because uh, I was working on something with Skyview and um, actually she saw Anil. She's in the set now. <laughs> I know, I know. That's her name. That's what I call that's her. That's her name now. I, just I was about Neil to say. Now. Yeah, that's just her name now. I didn't mean to Neil. Neil, just call it Neil. Yo, I saw I saw Neil yesterday. She pulled up in Philly and um gave me this fire mac and cheese, like oh, yeah. absolutely fire. So happy birthday and appreciate the I'm mac and cheese. She, it's absolutely I'm amazing. Glad she get to share her gifts with the world now. Cause you know we we get like two three of them mac and cheeses a month. My kids love them. Dog. <laughs> Dog. That's mean. Dog. Shout out. She just got up in the chat. So shout out to Neil. Uh, and, and, and happy birthday. Her birthday was a few days ago. So. Yeah, yeah. happy yeah. birthday. Shout out to Skyview, too, man. Shout out to Skyview, too, man. Skyview, I owe you a call. I'm going to hit you up tomorrow, man. But, yo, shout out to both of them before we holding this down. Skyview got his list in the chat, too, man. He said he got KD at one, Giannis at two. Steph at three, Embiid at four, LeBron at five, and AD at six. Don't let LeBron see that. He's going to start hashtagging you. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're going to have a problem hashtagging you. Yeah, because they already they had to vote. You know how they vote before every season, um, who's the best player in the league. So LeBron got zero votes from the GMs. And the funny part about Damn. it was the people that was posting that, they know LeBron, and they know, you know, the superstars of the day since they're on social media and they get to voice what they think. People were like, oh, we in line for some fire hashtags because LeBron ain't going to take this land down. And then a few hours later, LeBron tweeted, um, 
hashtag superwashed, and then he tweeted another one um, <laughs> that had something to do with the same thing. So he never disappoints. But I was telling Jimmy I was was talking offline. I was like, yo, wait till KD gets of the age where he's no longer being voted, you know, where nobody votes him as the best player in the league. He's going to be inviting voters to, to his hand. He's going to have <laughs> – He's gonna have burner. He's gonna have burner accounts upon burner accounts upon burners. Nah, I mean, yeah, KD, by that time, you know, what I mean, he's gonna be the undisputed, you know, best for the past I mean, like, three, four years. I mean, he's well, undisputed yeah, he, now. Any undisputed now, but by that time, he's gonna have so much respect. He's gonna be on his LeBron and Kobe. He he already kind of is. Like once he got caught with the burner, yeah, he is a little bit. He realized, okay, I got enough Man, he, stature where I can there, say what I right? want to say anyway. So he, you know how he be talking yeah, he, greasy in the media now. So yeah, but he gonna go Just, further though. When they, when they start going that, he gonna be inviting oh, reporters to his Frank thing. He is like, going to be, like, be Yo. come see me. Um, meet me in Seat Pleasant, my old stomping ground. He's going to try to get people murked. It, it's going to be a real sensitive situation when they start doing that with, with KD. Hey, listen, man. He, he told y'all years ago, man, yo, I'm Kevin Durant. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like you, you know what I'm about. Easy money sniper. He kind of used, used a similar line in his, um, his little uh, talk with Draymond the other day. He, he, he told Draymond, mm-hmm. he's like, come on, man. You, you know what I'm about. Um, but let's talk about that real quick. Kevin Durant and Draymond mm-hmm. Green sat down on Draymond's podcast uh, called Chips. Um, no, it's not a play on, you know, those guys winning championships. He said it's entitled Chips because he likes to interview players with chips on their shoulders, you know. So KD was um, a perfect subject for the interview. So Draymond, it seemed like the real point of this was for him to – Clear the let air. those two lay it on the right out there on the line and and let everybody know why KD left and kind of broke up the situation in Golden State. He wanted to make sure people out there know, knew that it didn't really have anything to do with him and the little argument they had in game. Did y'all did y'all check it out? Yeah, 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 absolutely. It was a it was an engaging interview. Um, Man, what Big Weldon has has a little talent. He has a little money. Oh yeah, talent, I mean man. you see that. Um, you know, he's always a guest analyst on. Who the, got no business on the show with, um, with Barkley and him? But so I, I definitely think he has a, a future in this uh, when it's all said. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can, after, I can certainly his, uh, after his Hall of Fame. I can, career, I can, right? I can certainly see it. Uh, I thought he did a, I thought he did a hell of a job. I thought it was natural. Um, I do think that KD didn't keep it 100% in that I believe that that argument meant something to him and contributed to him leaving. I don't care. But if you listen to what he was saying, B, I don't think – because all the stories that came out afterwards was like KD and Draymond blame uh, Warriors management and Steve Kerr. Well, yeah, they tried to – they both tried to put it on management. No, but something like that was said. I just – in my opinion, I think everybody who wrote articles on it read it wrong. I think KD did keep it 100. He wasn't saying, I'm just blaming them for me leaving. He was saying, he said, I blame them for not, basically, not stepping in and doing something about that situation. So to me, he still sounded like, yeah. you know, he sounded like a little bit of a kitty cat because he was looking for mom and dad to step in and, and step say something in, yeah. three months, yeah. which they actually did. 
And then Draymond went and said, you know, how he laughed at him when they were trying to discipline him. And the conversation kind of got weird to me because I'm like, it's a little bit of double talk going on here because KD was kind of saying, sounded like he was saying, I was upset because of how they handled it. They didn't address it. They didn't step in. And then when Draymond went and said, well, you know, actually they called me in the office and it sounded like he was saying stuff that KD For an hour and 45 minutes, he kept emphasizing the time. So he just left that out there. I was waiting for him to answer that like, oh, well, they did say something. But he never did. So yeah. all the media outlets took that as, oh, they blamed that on Kerr and the GM. So it, it was kind of confusing to me yeah. at the time. It was a good interview. What did you think, Jim? Yeah. Okay. No, I thought it was excellent. Oh. And, and the thing about, the thing about um, and to be Austin's point, that that's what I took from the most. Like, because honestly, I don't even care about their story. But I'm, as I'm watching it, I'm like, <laughs> yo, um, Big Wellman actually. It's pretty good at this. Like, and I know because I watch him on TNT at times, um, yeah. stepping in. But I'm like, yo, he's better than Perk and a lot of dudes that are in the media now. Yo, so, yo. And, and I don't think Welvin's going to – I don't think he's ever going to compromise his integrity to yo, be like Perk. You know what I, I mean? I Perk feel disrespected for Welvin. I feel disrespected for Welvin that you brought up Little Mouth. So Perk is no, but you know what though? I I do that I do that because Perk, Perk has built a, he built he built a career for himself though. Like he 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 yeah because he do what they do. That's what they do. I mean, he's a character. He it, uh, listen. It's, it's a reason why Stephen A. Based upon, is the highest paid. <laughs> listen, if we're judging him based upon what they do, Perk is actually pretty good. If you're judging him based upon what they do, if you're judging him based upon what his what he knows about basketball, that's something different. Um, but I just feel like uh, I'm judging him you know, on him uh, being a complete noodle. <laughs> well, I mean, it's always been the case. I mean, that's <laughs> it. I mean, it's always like I feel. I feel like big. I feel like Big Weldon brings his personality. He brings some insightfulness. He don't bring no business, but his <laughs> ability to relate and communicate is on full display, and there's intellect there. There's intellectual value. I mean, and, and I get where you where you guys are going with Perk. Perk is just a character. He's just he's just you know. So how much intellectual yeah, value Perk, are you Perk looking for money, from a Perk hot take character? More money in media. Perk gonna make more money in media than he did playing ball because they love him and oh, he's that ain't hard to do. That ain't hard to be in here, but still. How much Perk make? How much Perk make in his career? I don't know. He played in this modern era. I mean, era, I, I, so I, know, I know, you know, I'm sure you're about thirty. I'm pretty sure he made way he more than he was supposed to. Yeah, because these days in basketball, make as much as a Donald Foyle, though. Yo, you could be a tenth man off the pond and make a good hundred, two hundred million these days in basketball. So, yeah, Bull made about fifty-seven million. See? Yeah. Oh no, I mean, we, like, yo, check, I, check but, but 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 considering, I mean, considering that in today's era, it still ain't hard to hard to be in here. With, you know what he can make I mean, being a buffoon I mean, on, on national last, TV. This, over this buffoonery last, uh, page, over this last buffoonery page. You said sex over this sales, last jump, man. Too. By the time young Mikey get into the league, yo, he's gonna be making like four hundred million. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, young young Mikey, he on something good. <laughs> he, he getting that, he getting yo, that skrilla already. Yeah, All right, yeah, so about young Mikey, a millionaire already. Yeah, pretty much. Um. All right, so uh, 
I don't think we got to talk about this with, with B. I don't know if you've been watching NBA Summer League, B, but, you know, we wanted to get your thoughts on, on what you thought about the middle brother from that family you despise, uh, Leangelo Ball. Do you think he's done enough in the Summer League to, you know, at least get a shot at, at earning a real spot in the NBA? Uh, I'd be remiss if I said I've actually paid attention to uh, Bull, all I've noticed is that his tattoo count has gone way, way up. Um, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Do that. I'm assuming that his jumper is. I'm assuming that his jumper is still is still relatively wet. Um, but you can't you can't be a tight end on the wing, and he's he's a he's got tight end feet defensively. So I just don't know where he fits position positionally. Maybe he can be PJ Tucker. Maybe well, he can be PJ Tucker. No, nah, because well, on the on the on the set shot, yeah, not on the defense. But but even speaking of that, and you know, I know first of all because you know we used to argue against our favorite player. You know, one of our favorite players of all time when people used to act like he was a great defender because of this. But you know, in these games. Jello averaged one and a half steals per game. So I'm not, you know, I know that doesn't make you a great defender, but what it does show is some kind of effort to want to play defense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So or in I, decent I, anticipation for a slow dude. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think he's done, I mean, in, he averaged 16 minutes a game, 10 and a half points a game. Um, and I, I guess as, as much as people say what they say about LeVar, man, making them popular is exactly what he did because in those little bit of games, he was a fan favorite. Like when he wasn't in the game, they're in the arena chanting, we want Jello. He gets in to a standing ovation. When he does get off a little bit, the crowd goes crazy. So now, you know, you got Twitter ablaze with people saying, give him a chance. Um, I think he's earned a shot at least at camp and definitely a spot on somebody's G League affiliate for for how he played. Yeah, um, he could he could G League it. He could definitely G League it up. Yeah. I mean, I, but but you know, we I talk about this all the time. A lot of people don't don't like it, but there's worse players in the NBA than Angelo Ball. Shout out to Frank Nikila, whatever his name is. <laughs> his, his name always comes to mind first. And Ball was a yeah, lot of slander in Ball, yo. Yo, they'd be killing Frank, and I haven't watched enough to really know if he's that bad. He'd be letting Frank have it. What is he supposed to be able to do? Somebody tell me that. Defend. Let's start there. Defend on the perimeter. I watched him. I'm not saying he's a terrible defender, but that ain't enough, B, because he asked. You got to be more than that. If you – I mean, if you're as bad as he is, nobody either, though. If you but but if you're as bad as he is, you have to be able to do something else. Jello, can yeah, I, I get you. Mello can run the team and wow you at the at the very least, and he can score. But Bull can't do nothing else, and he's not Ron Artest. So it's like, yo, is his rookie deal up yet? Because I don't expect. <laughs> like if he gets signed, like he will though. That's the that's the thing about this NBA thing. Like you're a lottery pick, 
even if you bust as a as a lottery pick. You get yeah, you get in a second contract. You're gonna get another deal. You get in right. a second contract just because of the lottery. And I'm still like wondering like why, for who, for what. But but back to back to Jello, I think he's done enough to to get, you know, a camp invite to to, to see what he can do when you're not just playing against summer league cats. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the next step. You gotta go to camp. I think I think the athleticism games against the, the that got some. I, some, some, some I think the, the athleticism <laughs> and the speed of the game is going to be an issue for him. Like being objective, I, I I think he's you know he's got a nice little set shot. He's strong. He's got great. He's got good touch. Got good touch. Do it but in the game. <laughs> yeah, like that yeah, athletically, he's gonna run into problem because. You have to play him on the wing. He's he's a wing. And there's some Africans in the league right now that will lick their chops seeing him. And I know defense like doesn't matter. But and, so and a lot of them are but, way less skilled than him. But what they can do athletically will embarrass the cat. Yeah. I don't think he's yeah. playing in this league, but I do think he's a spot for him on the roster. I mean, listen. If Giannis can get his brother a gig just to be his brother, uh, then his brother a, a gig just to be his brother. Like, those are other cats you haven't really seen anything from yet. Like, what can they do besides be I'm yo, What can they do? It's like three of them, and at least two of them can't do anything. Like, they yo, really that, can't. That, I, there, they, was a, there was a rumor that the Bucks basically found a way to pay him more. But, like, yo. Part of him signing with them and saying was like, "Yo, my brother got a gig." Well, like, you know what? Yeah. Though? You know, his brother money probably go to him, so that's extra money. That's that's that's. that's, that's I, I, I would I would venture I would venture to say well, on, that that's a hundred. It probably don't go to him, but listen though, it's probably like now I ain't got to do nothing for you. You take care of your damn stuff. Now I ain't got yeah. You getting your own check? Uh-huh. I would venture to say that that's a hundred percent, and here's why: if Jr. if Jr. Smith can get Chris Smith. A contract, Giannis Antetokounmpo can get his brother the contract. But so I, I, I think it's a foregone thing. conclusion. And the, but here's the thing though, like when you read into it, like and I've read, I spent way too much time reading about, but they say that he he played better with his brother there, like his his brother's his workout partner, like he trusts him because yeah. you know certain parts yeah. of trust you can't you can't buy trust, right? So he has somebody on the squad that he trusts unconditionally. So there's value in that. So for them, it's like, all right, put him as the, the 15th, 12th dude, whatever it is. It's going if this makes our number one guy happy. No, he not. No, cool. Jimmy, he's not the 12th. He's not the 12th. He ain't that. Uh, oh, let me uh, let me read these tweets to y'all because this joints it has exactly what Jimmy brought up. Um, this this was you know tweets of people in the media on Leangelo Ball's side. Um. Steiner, I don't know who he is or who he writes for, but he said Leangelo Ball in only 16 minutes Rick per Steiner? game, t- ten and a half points per game, which was second on the team to only their uh, their um, lottery pick. Um, 41.7% shooting from three-point range, one and a half steals per game, 42 total points in 65 minutes. He said, sure, it's just NBA Summer League. A lot of people said he couldn't play. He can. Then, I think Ryan Cole says, and this is what which y'all were just talking about. D'Angelo Ball has proven us that he's worth a league opportunity. That's it. That's all. I've seen both of Giannis's brothers get looks, and they're not anything remotely close to as skilled as. That's it. That's all. 
So it's kind of like what y'all just said. Like, if they can get a look, like, come on, y'all. <laughs> I mean, they tall. Yeah, so they can, I can see that. They're, they're they tall, tall. They tall thing, and they African. That's another thing with Jello. And they can he run really and jump. Look, he don't really look 6'5 on an NBA floor. He don't really look 6'5. They might be exaggerating. Leangelo is not as athletic as his mom. So hey, yo. it's well, gonna be well. He is now. It's gonna be tough <laughs> since she having some issues with her athleticism at the moment. But um, yo, let me ask y'all but, a question though, right? Uh-huh. If we got, if we got like, if we got the Antetokounmpo's, right, and we got the Ball brothers, and we got the Holiday brothers, and they had to play in the tournament, like who who wins that? Who's the best holiday, brother trio? Holiday style. Holiday. You think so? Get your you shot in the left, shot I mean, in the face. Truthfully, truthfully, pound for pound, talent-wise, I think the Ball brothers are the most talented of all of those. I think the Holiday brothers are tougher, and they're not going to let the Ball brothers. You know what I'm saying? They're going to punk. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, if we're looking across the board, but I think talent-wise, I think the Ball brothers are always all of talent. Yeah, I mean, you, you got Giannis, but. They're going to make Giannis do some things you, in this game that he's not comfortable with, and his brother's not going to be able to help. At least, at least we yeah, don't know. The crazy, crazy part is his youngest, youngest brother, I, well, I think, his youngest brother is either, he, I don't know if he got drafted yeah. or whatever, but he did say it, and he's supposed to be better than all of them dudes. Yeah, they always say that, though. The younger one, they, they even said yeah. that about Melo. Hey, man, <laughs> I mean, Melo, Melo might be proving it to be true, but. They always say that. Hey, listen, man. I've seen footage of him. He, he can ball. I mean, he balling against high school balls. He can hoop. He, he can definitely hoop. Um, oh, no, he, he definitely hoops. Yeah, yeah, he, de- he definitely hoops. Um, so, it's, I mean, so we'll see, man. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the boy. I know I've always been a Jell-O fan. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of all of them. But, B, what you said is the reason why I'm telling you, you're going to start – you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to have a 180 on these dudes at some point. And the, the thing you said, you talked about tattoos. LeVar Ball didn't allow tattoos. And even when these dudes were grown enough to make their own decisions, he was still telling them when we were watching this reality show, y'all can't get tattoos. Yo, the fact that all of them are tatted up like that now, I think that was their moment of independence to tell the world, like, we're not just following what our dads say 100% no more. Like, he's, he's done his job. Yo. So it's like the reason you don't wanna, like these dudes, they're moving away from that. So you're allowed to like them now, man. <laughs> Yo, I'm you're not the biggest to. Jello fan, and, and 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 honestly, it's from watching that show. Like, I want Lamelo to do everything that he's already doing. Like, I think Lamelo is, if he keeps up the way he's playing, is a future Hall of Famer. Now, with that being said, Jello, I'm gonna tell you what bothers me about Jello. Hey, nigga said H O L. Yo, boy, dumb as hell, y'all. Jello, Jello, Jello yeah, is yeah. so stupid, yeah. Nah, I mean, truthfully, yeah. Jello and Mello, dumb as hell. But Jello, a different kind. Of yeah, but Mello, like, Mello, Mello are all world talent though. Like you can get away yeah, with being kind of stupid when you're all world talent. Yo, Jello ain't Jello ain't good enough to be as dumb as he is. He's a. <laughs> you know why? Because Shout out to Mello, Anthony Edwards. Mello is like a a young, immature dumb. Jello is like yeah. you just Yo. you just like. He like Something clean, like, clean, 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 it's like, like they dropped you on your head type dumb. Like slow dumb. That, yo, that the like, boy yeah. got arrested for stealing glasses overseas when you had a chance to like... When they like, was rich. Think about that though. I mean, you know, Lamar, <laughs> LeVar had already stole millions of dollars from customers who was waiting on sneaks. So y'all ain't got to steal no glasses. <laughs> like y'all had a lot of money at the time. Like, 
Yeah, that that was weird because that really derailed his whole thing. He didn't even get a chance to showcase show you. what he could do in college. Because yeah. I, I, I think he, he would have been slow, a pretty yo. good college player, yo. And he would have got a, a better shot at the league. But not being able to play at UCLA, people are like, okay, you're not good enough to just come out of high school. So we haven't really seen enough. And we're not Man, he going to listen to any of what you play, whoever you want. He one of them dudes in your family where everybody be like, yo, you know he's a little slow. Like, you know what I mean? Don't worry about it. He likes mm-hmm. snake off what's happening. <laughs> yo. Yeah. He's snake dumb. All right, man. But we'll see. We'll see if he belongs, man. We'll we'll we'll, we'll find that out. Um, speaking of belonging, man, um, God bless him, but Tim Tebow's Tim Tebow was cut by the Jaguars. I don't think anybody on this show was surprised by that. I think all of us took our shots at trying to calm the world down when he got his quote unquote one, one year deal to remind everybody that in the NFL, you can sign a deal. It's not guaranteed. You still have to make the team. Um, Pretty sure we explained that to a lot of people at the time and everybody wanted to play off of, his relationship with Urban Meyer. I know how close they are, but Urban Meyer is not going to risk his NFL coaching career so soon and just to give Tim Tebow a free spot on the team. What I did say back then is he's going to get cut. I wouldn't be surprised if he ever ended up on the coaching staff. That hasn't played its way out yet. He's only been cut for a day, but I think that's where it's ultimately going to go. So what what did y'all think when – and he definitely put on some weight to do this, too. When you saw him lined up at tight end, boy, I mean, he was always a bigger dude. But, you know, he looked, unless there's different pads or something for a tight end, boy, really looked like a tight end. So he didn't put on all his weight for nothing. But y'all not surprised, right? I didn't, no, I didn't think this was a story. Like, so? Like, who thought he was going to make it? A, a lot of people, yo. Um, um, shout out to you, yeah. Skyview. Because you damn sure thought he was going to make it. You, I think you were one of the people playing that whole Urban Meyer, he's a legend uh, in Florida with Urban Meyer angle. If, I, if, if I'm if i wrong, correct me. But I, I believe you were saying that. There was a whole lot of other people saying that. I was just like, relax. Like, dude is not going to make a team. He's not like – you have to respect NFL talent too much to think that all these people who have been playing tight end – for their whole life was just going to come in here and let Tim Tebow brody them for their job. So I, I not surprised here either, but um, bless up anyway to the homie Tim Tebow. All right. Our quote of the week, man. And our quote of the week comes from the NBA it says, I'm not one of those coaches that wants to shoot all threes and get up 50 threes. I don't believe in that. And that's from new trailblazers coach Chauncey Billups. I'm going to ask you fellas. Is that Chauncey Billups his coaching career before it even gets started? <laughs> the game has changed. Man, dude, if he don't adapt, see. how long do y'all think his coaching career is going to be? That all sounds good. Let's see. <laughs> First of all, yeah, you got the dude on your team who shoots like five fifty footers a game, like unless he gets traded, that, unless that's Chauncey telling us that there's an imminent deal for um. For, for Dame coming up. But that is like big stuff to say coming in when you got a dude on your team who shoots like five forty foot three pointers per game. But but seriously though, on the real, do y'all think 
if he does come in and tries to stick to this, is that going to shorten his coaching career before it really gets started? Can you win in today's NBA with that kind of of thinking? Outside of the fact that the team got worse, which is kind of, like, weird. Like, you you got Dame, and you would think they would do everything they can to keep Dame, who seems to want to play there. But they literally made their team worse. Like, I don't know what – I have no idea what they're doing out there. That that probably tells you that a Dame trade is imminent. They're just waiting on the right suitor, I guess. Because yeah, for some reason, they've been as, quote-unquote, loyal as Dame. Like, you can't go out and make the team worse. You can't do that because he's been riding with you all this time, so you must be preparing to, you know, to go in a, in a different direction. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. my bad. B so, also I mean, must have got disconnected. Oh, here you go. B, you back. Yeah, yeah my, my bad. Yo, salute to the god, to the god Tebus. Uh, you know, we have an interesting history and relationship with Tebus on this show um, because he makes – he's so polarizing – We've enjoyed his career. Um, this is the end of the line. Uh, as you said, Dev, to think that this dude could put on about 15 pounds of muscle and come out and play tight end was utterly ridiculous. But, you know, hey, salute to the salute, salute to the guy. Uh, Chauncey, I support where Chauncey's coming from because I think the pendulum oh, you, swings. Oh, you know I do too, but I'm like, is it Yeah, realistic? I think the pendulum <laughs> swings – and I think the Bucks showed you that you can win without being necessarily just an upchuck team. Now, that, that being said, they still, in my opinion, shot a lot of threes. I was but, about to say, because what are you talking about? They, were, they, 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 let a, they let a lot of them flop, but it wasn't, that wasn't the basis of their success. Really, the basis of their success was the halfback dive and their ability to offensive rebound. Yo, like it wasn't based dive, on you, either you get a bucket on a halfback dive or you get a three. That's the play off the halfback dive. It's like either you get a three or you get a halfback dive. Like they they not exempt from that. <laughs> get a three yeah. or a touchdown. <laughs> three or a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I'll see. Like like I'm I'm with you, B. You know you know how I think about the game, and I am completely on board with what Chauncey is attempting to say, but the question would be like, okay, if we were to get a coaching position in the NBA right now, like, would, we in go in, <laughs> would we go in with that mindset? Like the game has changed, but I'm still looking at this at a more old school approach um, because soon as that stops working and soon I'm, as you I'm, don't have yeah, I'm not playing, I'm not playing this, money this, ball. This part though, B soon as you don't have the personnel for it to even be successful and you're trying to force that, then you're really going to be in trouble. Yeah, a lot of that, and that was where I was going to go even with the three, with the three ball school basketball because, because a lot of those players don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I I, I, my, my logic, my logic being if I, I, I feel like you, cause three point shooting is such a specialty and everybody is focused on it. You have shooters just basically laying around. But in order to be a successful three-point shooting team, you have to have the personnel. And I just, I'm so big on adjusting to what it is that you have and playing to your strengths as opposed to forcing the game that you don't necessarily have. 
Like if the right. Lakers come out and they try and gun up a whole bunch of threes, it, it they'll be successful because of who they are and who they have, but they will not win a chip. Gun it. They've got to adjust to the personnel that they have. All right, so, um, so that's, that's before we take a break and take some calls, uh, wait, do we even have a – oh, yeah, 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 the the stat of the week. Um, <laughs> and this brother will be on – be mentioned in the show more than once today. But our stat of the week is from Major League Baseball, the, the dude uh, Shohai Otani. He hit his 40th home run of the season last night while striking out eight batters over eight innings in an Angels <laughs> I mean, it doesn't I don't even know baseball, and I know that that's that. great. Yeah, you, I mean, you know pitchers don't generally hit. You know what I'm saying? You'll get a good hit off a pitcher once in a while, and only in the National League are pitchers even required to hit. So, and – the American League, the picture, you know, you get the designated hitter to to pretty much hit for your pitcher. Not in his case. <laughs> not in his case. He's a part of the lineup, and he's a pitcher. They're not even using the the DH spot because their pitcher is one of the better hitters on the team and has 40 damn home runs in the season. So he's on some early babe so, so, type stuff. That's why he so here's so here's my my question to y'all Americans, you as know, baseball they, as they baseball aficionados, how is his hitting impacting his his pitching or vice versa? Is he going to be able to continue this or sustain it? I, I, in this time, I don't I don't I don't really think it's a problem because, like I said, in the National League, the pitchers go up there and get hacks. They just aren't successful at it because they don't take a lot of, you know, BP, they don't take a lot of batting practice and all that. They don't really care too much to be good hitters. I never even understood why pitchers weren't good hitters. Gotcha. Like, you throw the stuff. You should know a little bit more about what you're looking for than a lot of other people, but that's not the case because, they, like I said, they just don't practice it like the rest of the guys do. Um, I mean, we are in the era of pitch count and, you know, watching what you do with your arm and your body and all that kind of stuff, so... I think I would be foolish to say that it it doesn't have any impact and he'll be able to do this for the rest of his career. I don't I don't know. I really don't know. But right now it doesn't seem to be a problem because, like you said, in the same games where he's hitting bombs over the fence, he's also striking out eight ten batters and and going eight innings um, as a pitcher. So yeah, dude is definitely a talent. And they trying to, you know, a lot of people are trying to downplay it. <laughs> I, I don't like speak, I don't like speaking on board, man, because I'm because I'm a jokester and I might say something to get us canceled. So I'm just gonna leave this alone, man. Well, after we take some calls, we're gonna talk about him again, um, about somebody who at least for a few days on the suspension and got, got himself you. canceled. But before we do that, and before uh, Jimmy tells us what happened this week, while we're on the ground, we're going to go to the phone lines. we got the homie Tobias calling in from out in Arizona. Tobias, what's good? Hey, what's, what's going on, fellas? Nothing much, man. How are you? Good. Happy birthday, Dev. Uh, like I said, hope you're enjoying that Thank gift you. your wife got you with your own money. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Hey, That's no problem. Gotta hurry up, man, because I got some, some show. I mean, I got some, um, some, some food to eat. 
uh, when we hey. get off. So we got to hey, hurry up. <laughs> Right, hey, don't be like Rick Flair on the train. Go on Twitter, type in Rick Flair on the train. That's all I got yeah. to say. Uh, <laughs> Rick, Rick but, uh, denying it, but he's just yeah, legendary enough to have done that. We just gonna hey, say Rick that's said, what he's talking about. We believe it. He, he didn't say he didn't do that. He just said Nature Boy don't ride on train. That's yeah, he said I don't ride on train. But a <laughs> couple of things here, right? Y'all talking about uh, Leangelo. Him not staying at UCLA, just riding his suspension and coming back, hurt him because he wasn't that type of player who could left after a year. That. Right. He yeah. needed that that college work. He needed that, I think. Good point. And guess who stayed four years and became a superstar? Dane Lillard. He stayed mm-hmm. four years at Weaver State. Uh, Steph stayed three where he was at. I think Clay did. Three. I mean, when, when you go to Weaver State, you ain't really got much of a choice, but I feel you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Steph, the only reason Steph went to Davidson because, uh, what you call it, Roy Williams didn't recruit him. Idiot. Uh, I thought he had Raymond Felton <laughs> on the team already. Go figure. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, you played yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you played yourself. Uh, <laughs> but you guys are right, though. I think he's to get a camp advice. And in today's NBA, they're giving guys $90 million who stand in the corner and shoot three. Shout out to Duncan Robinson. Uh, right. What did Duncan Robinson do? What's his fast feet at? But he's that's, got that's $90 million dollars right you now. Can't, you can't tell me Jello ain't as good as Duncan Robinson. And they were looking at him like a, a potential superstar after the NBA finals a couple of years ago. <laughs> like, what happened to him last year? None. He just shot the ball over and over again. It wasn't hitting. So we forgot yeah. about him, <laughs> and he still yeah. got his money. And, uh, so I'm like, a camp invite, if he can shoot an open three, that that will be that's, – that's something that, hey, teams look for the way they shoot it. But I agree with Chauncey Billups also. I think – I don't know. I didn't read the whole quote, so I'm kind of guessing. He also said, hey, we're going to do other things besides stay in the corner and jack three because you have to have a well-rounded game. And I think what happens with just shooting three, like I always say this, the Golden State Warriors like the pool hustler see on TV. They had folks act like they played the death line of the whole game. They played the death line of the last five minutes of the game. They, they were running bogey all the time. Uh, JaVale McGee, they didn't even sound boogie cousins. And for those people who forgot about that, not only did Draymond get suspended and hurt them, but Andrew Bogut getting hurt hurt them that those last couple of games in the finals they blew because they could keep no they couldn't keep Cleveland off the board. Look at Phoenix. Hey, they had great shooters, but you could but the problem with only shooting threes, you don't get to the foul line to get easy points. And look at Phoenix. Once that didn't go in, they had a bad shooting night. Who could you get a down low bucket from that Aiton was not ready yet? Milwaukee, yeah. you, you got you got uh, you got Earl Campbell out there. You threw the ball to, or the Lakers, Jimmy Poe, They were just bigger and stronger than the Heat because yeah, LeBron see, see, was the same size as Bio. Like when Aiden was getting all that praise in the first three rounds, you know, it was still a lot of, you know, they would give it to him yeah. a, a few times, but it was still a lot of dirty, you know, rebounds, putbacks type stuff. Um, but but like you said, when they needed a bucket, you couldn't throw it down to Aiden. In a, in a big situation and say, all right, go get me a bucket. And real quick, man, before you continue, I'm watching this replay of this Chiefs uh, 49ers preseason game just because it's on. 
why are the Chiefs being disrespectful? Because I see a tight end on the field with the number 88. Even if he don't make the team, I think it's, it's a little disrespectful. Oh, Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> right, 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 right. I, I'm like, they doing that yeah. these days? Like, why this bull got on 88? But, but go ahead. That's all oh, I wanted to interject. Speaking of football. They like, I see you a Falcon now. Speaking of football, man, I didn't realize we got all these hot takes based on one preseason game, all these players, and also camp. Do people realize it doesn't matter if you throw interceptions in camp? Because, hey, you don't know what the coach telling you to do. Throw it up, defense, pass the ball skills, try this, right. try that, so you get away with. For preseason, they say, oh, this guy played with the twos. I hear that sometimes, like like with Bridgewater, the quarterback battles. But if people actually paid attention, all these teams aren't playing their starters. So the twos you're technically playing with are threes. And, that, and I'll talk about your offensive line. Some of these teams aren't even starting their offensive line. So you, some of these guys are saying with third string offensive line. And I think that's tough when you're a backed up lineman. And, uh, and, I, and I just think that a lot of these tiny hot take media is going by practice, preseason, where there's no uh, well, vanilla no, I defense. Mean, always, even even with, with Jalen Hurts, all you had heard leading up to their first preseason game is how terrible he's looked. In practice, he looked decent yeah. in the um, in the in the first preseason game. Um, I don't think his story is going to be written either way, positively or negatively, this early. But I, I agree with what you're saying. Like in in camp and in practice, you might be trying to see, okay, if I put him in this type of position, can he shine? And if it doesn't mm-hmm. look like he's going to, then maybe you run something safer. When the, the season starts, doesn't mean he can't play. Might just mean he's not a gunslinger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't just call him out there and just yeah. toss the ball around the yard as much as you want. You have to put him in a safer position and, and help him uh, shine that way. So, yeah, the high, yeah, high take media is crazy because your man Justin Fields went from a bus to <laughs> was that that meme that's out? He went from a bus to a future Hall of Famer all within one quarter comments that were coming in on social media during their first season game. Chris Sims, right? He's hot takey as well. I didn't pick the video. I was riding around. He said before the draft, he had just a sip. sip. <laughs> and, uh, he all, I ain't going to lie to you. I did bet 50 bucks online that Taysom Hill going to be the day one starter for the Saints. I did put 50 bucks on that. It was a good odd. But uh, he was like, talking about how great Taysom Hill was. Like, Dude, do you watch the game? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and I, I just think like these guys don't watch the games. They just watch the Cowboys, the Packers, the Bucks now, and the Steelers. That's, that's all they ever watch. Because Fox, they go about Fox. Fox that's all you gotta watch. Fox National Game that's of the Week. You gotta watch. <laughs> yeah, because Fox. Because these guys report on quarterback scores and box scores. Because I kind of like I watched the Bucks game right there, but like preseason a little bit of that. I was like, just be healthy. But I want to watch the Saints, right? Because I, I like watching the world burn sometimes. And the hot take media won't say that Drew Brees was not good last year. They they schemed the hell out of that team last year. But it was funny, right? Because y'all thought narratives. I, it was funny, right? Taysom Hill threw a pick that the guy messed up the route. You can tell. Jameis threw a pick to hit the dude right in the hands. He flipped it in the air. Told him, Look at him. He threw another pick. And I'm like, damn, media, did y'all even watch the game? <laughs> I can see, you know. And it's like they have narratives of what what they like, who they don't like. Even Sims is still trashing fields. So I'm like, dude, 
the dude is better than Keller Mond in college, and he's going to be better than him in the pros. It's just that they, they, they just go by box scores instead of the game. Like, even Trey Listen, Lance, man. I'm not knocking the kid. He ain't ready. But they showed the one pass over and over again. But he got stats four times in what, five or 14. He ain't ready yet. It's okay. He can sit for a year. They don't Listen, talk about that part. Here, here, Here's why, man. Like, they don't listen to music. They just skim through it. Here's the fact of the matter. The fact of the matter is the narratives have always, I think I said this last week, narratives are always what drives everything. It's it's about what story you can tell. Even if you're in the criminal justice system, it doesn't matter what the facts are. It's what the narrative is. I mean, you know, even our elections are about the narrative. Facts be damned. What story can you tell? Yo, half the world follows a book, which is really great because of the narrative. It doesn't matter what's factually accurate and what's all made up. It's the narrative. So in sports, there's no different. If I can tell a narrative and I can craft a narrative and you can give me just a little bit to make it work, it's going to work. So, I mean, that's what it's about, you know. But in, in understanding that, that's why now you have, like, you know, um, some of our folks crafting narratives and, and sometimes they're crazy, but as long as you get people to buy into it, hashtag Watch King, that's a narrative. They've given him a narrative. Right. Huh? And, yeah, because that's weird. Just because they don't – just because they're saying you're not number one. Nobody's saying that you're washed, but LeBron is going to make that the narrative, and people are going to follow. But it has to be right when you when you're <laughs> that good, right? You look you look for motivation. Like at this point, what the hell is LeBron motivated by, right? So you got to find some way to motivate yourself. Like you know, I always use the example of Shaq. Cause I think that's the most extreme example of uh, what Shaq did to uh, um, what's his face, which wasn't even cool. David Robinson, he crafted a narrative to kind of motivate Joey, himself. Yo, and made up a whole narrative. story. He I don't think he liked David Robinson. That was just a straight up lie. He didn't like massage. Yo, yo, but made something up. But Cassie, Cassie, try to find ways to motivate themselves. Like you know what I mean. But you know that's 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 the world we in. Yeah, and um, and y'all talk about LeBron. Here's the thing, LeBron, in his sycophants court, Moreland, it's year nineteen. It's okay he's not the best player in the world. He's not supposed to be the best player in the world at year nineteen. He's not. And he was slowing down last year. He's not the same guy as he was in 2012, and that's okay. That happens with AIDS. He reinvented his game, and you, and you go from there, and you change things up. That's okay. It's like they expected a guy who's 37, 38 years old to be number one when you got KD on the court. <laughs> and it's fine, Phil. Shout out uh, to Skyview in the chat room. I think this was a, in response to us talking about Tony Gonzalez and his number. He's at the Cowboys field number 33 consistently during preseason. Yeah, but if I'm not mistaken, the Cowboys don't officially retire numbers anyway. Like, they don't. Cowboys, every receiver that comes in who's their number one gets number 88. So, yeah, the Cowboys mm-hmm. don't officially. Now, there's some that I don't think they've given out yet or, you know, or they just haven't, but officially number eight those numbers. Yeah, like they still haven't given out. They haven't given out Aikman's number. I think Starbucks number, but at the but none of them. Tony Romo's number retired. (laughs) They're gonna get that 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 one. (laughs) (laughs) They're gonna get that number up while he's still on the team. They're gonna have two numbers. I know. (laughs) Have two of them numbers on the team, like a little team, like my son's basketball team. They got two number twenty (laughs) five. Hey, you need to come up off that twenty five, cause they probably told you son that. Become a part of that, uh, but no. you know, my son you know, picked a number just, that nobody's gonna gonna think, even think about. So, 
you never gonna have no problems. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy. Like when you watch this stuff, right? And uh, cause I, cause I think Drew Locke gonna be the starting quarterback in Denver. I think he's gonna get that race to you know, they gotta see what they got there. But it's funny when you watch these camps and stuff, and people talking about, oh, the fourth string quarterback, third string quarterback, put him in. I'm like, people. The most popular, two most popular guys on the team, the backup quarterback and the mid to late round quarterback, because everybody think they found Tom Brady, and Tom Brady was still luck as well. Russell Wilson went third round because he was short. Drew Brees went second round because he was short. <laughs> you know, so I think a lot of teams they, they want to be the smart guy instead of just saying, "Hey, let's get this first round guy and go from there." Because there's a reason Ian books a fourth round guy and Kellen Mond late second and Kyle Trask for second. He ain't that good anyway. But uh. Hey, yeah, I got I got some things to do, man. I got a I got a Otani platter upstairs waiting for me, man. Come on. Oh Lord, low management. Hey, hey y'all take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Oh, wow. Peace, man. <laughs> All right, we got homie Rob calling from Cali. Rob, what's going on, good brother? How you? What's good, man? How y'all doing, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. That was good, man. The boy Big Rob, aka Lottie Dottie. We like to party. We don't cross over. We don't bother nobody. What's good, man? How y'all doing, man? We straight. We good. We good. We good. What's good, y'all? y'all my things going on. I just got done with Plantation Radio, but you know, uh, I think I think the Eagles, because uh, I know football people said a lot of Eagles fans. Jockin and really Jalen hurts very hard. And I was thinking about his his game. For me, I mean, I hope he got that sound bite about the thing. I don't think people I don't know why people are going hard just just on based on practice. I don't think people just based on practice. Hey Rob, your sound is crazy, bro. We can't hardly hear you. Only thing I heard okay, you hit Lander Tobias and call these plantation radio, man. Like you Tobias be going at it on Facebook. Y'all go at it online, on the radio, y'all. Y'all yeah. Something wrong with y'all, man. I I've been telling his I've been telling him to do a show, man. He don't wanna do no show or something, man, you know. Come on now, man. Dude, all y'all gonna do is fight the whole show. That's the point. Hey, that's what that's what sells, Jim. You know how it is. That's the point. You know, he, I'm, listen, I'm Derek Jackson. He's Kevin Samuel. Except they'll, probably, they'll, they'll probably increase the valuation of War Room Sports. <laughs> Bring us back. Oh, let's, do it. <laughs> Let, let's do yeah, it. Let's do it. Talk, talk, talk to you, man. Talk to you, man. To I did. I have. He don't, he don't want to talk. He said, he said one time we were arguing, he said, call me, Rob. I ain't no punk. I called him. He didn't pick up, man. Like, what's up? Like, okay. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hurry up, man. We gotta get out of here. Finish it. Not, 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 you, you, you weren't but, sounding but, too well. Oh, 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 my, my fault. But I wanted to ask, what do you think about? Because I see a lot of Eagles fans jockling Jalen Hurts very hard. Pause. And I don't understand. I wish Beyonce was here because I don't understand like um, why they they. I mean, he it's practice. I understand he does good in practice and. And a little bit of preseason. What about the game? You know what I'm saying? Well, we won't really know that until the game starts. So, um, for anybody that's overly excited about them, and for anybody that's overly down on them, like all of y'all got to be. You know what I'm saying we really don't know what he's going to be. He he was a backup last season. 
He came in, started four games, didn't look terrible, didn't look as good as some of his, you know, uh, early supporters tried to make it out, you know, to seem like. But at the same time, like everything else, man, y'all got to give it a chance, man. Nobody's going to be, um, you know, bad enough to not play in the league or be a Hall of Famer in a matter of a few games or in a matter of camp and preseason. So you got to give it a chance. I give it a chance. So another step in the process. We'll see how he looks uh, this evening when they play against the New England Patriots in a preseason game. But um, yeah, you gotta give it some time. But what else, what else you got okay. real quick before we before we roll out, Rob? Because we gotta go. This is this show tonight. Sure. Um, what else I got? Damn, man. Uh, I mean, don't force it. First of all, happy. First of all, I do apologize for say happy birthday, Dad. Thank you. Appreciate Happy it, good brother. Appreciate Congratulations. it. Congratulations. You know, uh, you. you know, Stuart, uh, role model of the community. You know what I'm saying? You always speak truth to power. We don't, we don't disagree. Every, we don't agree on everything, you know. Thank you for not pulling up on me. Just my IP address a couple of times, you know. I got it, man. I got it, man. I got it, man. He probably... Grab put me in the headlock or something. Like, bro, what you say? <laughs> There's a couple yeah, times I thought about it, though. I was flying out of L.A. Like, I should, I should pull up. <laughs> but no. No. If I, if I ever pull up, it's all love. Like, you know, but, I, was in, I was in Arizona one time. Me and uh, me and Tobias went out to, to a bar, had a meal, broke bread. So, you know, if I ever pull up, it's all love. Oh, man, Tobias, Tobias tried to take you to a bar full of white women, didn't he? <laughs> you know it. <laughs> but nah, you know. Yo. We had, we had a nice little pow wow. I, I, right. I, 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 I do want to ask y'all this real quick. In, right. in today's football game, because I know this game's gotten safer, and sometimes it's like they get too Oh, they were graduate with the injuries and with the with the with the um, head injuries. In today's game, I mean, because I know my little brother. But I want I want I want to know. Is it? Do you think it's? Do you think it's good to like? Um, do you think, especially for our demographic, to lean more to other sports than football, or do you think it's kind of cool for like? For for um for um what do you call it? for uh for for our, ch- for our children to keep playing to keep playing football. And another question uh, is, I mean, I, see- I, I never I never want to be like the, the the hater, and I ain't, you know I ain't trying to mess up anybody's money, but you know yeah that that's a that's a a decision that parents have to make these days um and then once a kid gets a little bit older you know first of all you know if parents are telling you no early once you get older and want that urge it might be dangerous for you to just step into a game like that when you don't have you know early foundation but as far as mine are concerned now we you know and i love playing football right i love playing football coming up the contact was a little bit crazy the contact was was one of the things that drew me in, you know, I, I like, I like hitting, you know what I'm saying, and, and getting hit, it, it's weird, you got, you kind of got to be weird like that, and, and strange to play that sport in the first place, but, Dog, yeah, we as far as now, what we know TV. now, right, 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 
Jimmy and I went to school where our recess consisted of playing tackle football in a parking lot. Not not a dirt parking lot, in a concrete parking lot. So, you know, you got to be a little bit strange to love that game, especially at an early age. But, no, in my my household, no, we're not doing that. We know too much about what it's hitting for now. So, you know, like I said, I don't want to take money out of anybody's pocket. I don't want to trash anybody's game because I love it for entertainment purposes. If y'all want to do that to each other for our entertainment, <laughs> then, we're, then we're all for it. But, yeah, we won't be doing that okay. around here. So, All right, one last question that I'm about. Will more Max Prep brothers go to the HBCU? That's what that's all I got to say. Like, like, I know the dude went to Howard. He left. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to lie because I saw Howard have some bad checks. But them, that volleyball team doesn't look good at all. I thought it was disappointing. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, so you're but, saying more but, like five-star five, like five star blue chip recruits? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, will more of them go to HBCUs? And, all right. Um, and, and, no, we'll, and, we'll and, talk about it real and, quick. Right. No doubt, we're going to answer your question offline because your your phone is going through it right now. Um, I don't know. I I still think, you know, even with what we've seen over the last year, the little bit of progress, the little bit of hope, you know, I still think it's a long shot for that to become a trend. You know what I'm saying? Um, Plus, you got all the people pretty much speaking against it, fighting against it. You got all the Fred Perdue's out there in the world. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just an a uphill climb that we might not see in our lifetime. Everything's cyclical. Yeah, it so takes time. Maybe it at some time. point, 75 time. years from now, to go back to where black talent stayed with black schools and, you know, we were dominating the landscape like it once was before they started showing these cats the money. But um, I don't think it's going to happen in waves during Amen. our lifetime, at least. You, Jim? Listen, man, the, honorable Dr. Claude, the Honorable Dr. Claude <clears throat> Anderson, one of his books is called Black Labor, White Wealth. And the premise is a lot of times we don't recognize our power in labor, um, even mm-hmm. as that pertains to sports, right? Once we do recognize that, they're in trouble. Because the fact of the matter is it takes a little bit of time for it to happen, so it's not going to happen overnight. It didn't right. flip, like you said, overnight the other way. So it takes time to kind of for the pendulum to swing back. But I just like the fact that it's in the conversation now. Like, I'm hearing a lot of talk about it. Um, CP, uh, CP3 is doing a lot. Of, like, you know, first I was clowning him, but the fact of the matter is I do see people yeah. asking questions because of the work that he's doing. So salute yeah. to him. I mean, because we'll ask, um, you know, people but, will ask Jim, like, well, they went through the system and they didn't do that. But, okay, that's also an 18-year-old kid back in, in, in a time where this wasn't even a conversation. Like, what do you really expect from them? But now that he's a superstar and he has a voice, he's trying to fight for it. He's doing something for it. So we definitely got to give him props on that, man. You, you can't yeah, hold so, everybody I mean, to their past. Like I said, you if you what held us to our past, see. like, come on, where will we be in society today? Oh, oh my <laughs> God. <Thank laughs> Christ, oh, my God. <laughs> where will we be? Oh, Jesus. Hey, yo, I've been canceled. I was telling you, yo, we all would have been canceled. canceled. We would have been canceled before we even got started, man. We wouldn't have, yo, we wouldn't have been hey, able to yo. live a life. So, 
man, listen. We can't hold man, everybody listen. to what decisions listen, they man, made. Listen, man, I know you. Teenagers. I know you got to celebrate your birthday, bro. Plus we got plus we got a big brother tonight. We got eviction tonight, guys. So let's talk about oh, yeah. real quick what happened while everybody's just on the grind. That week. is a celebration. Which is brought to do birthday by parties. I watch Big Brother. <laughs> which is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? I know a lot of people who will soon. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to OnlyFans. But um, mm-hmm. go to digitalextremetech.com. Digitalextremetech.com. 4203. <laughs> Say year. I heard it on the war room, and you will get a discount. But you got to add a year. Listen, gotcha. um, Tiger's announcer, Jack Morris, was suspended indefinitely following an offensive accent on air when what talking about Otani. <laughs> Yo, I don't even want to repeat it, man, but my man, <laughs> he said. Well, you can repeat stuff when you're quoting, man. Yo. He said, he said, very, very, but it sounded like he pronounced it with a B in the front. Um, In, in reference to Otani, um, who's of Asia. I mean, Stephen A. had already gotten in trouble for this earlier. Yeah. But, so but here's like. The- I mean, but he was on some. Stephen A. was on some. How are you gonna be the face of you know of the league when he can't even when he need an interpreter? Like, yeah, he he went crazy with it too. But Morris is the the, the play by play announcer. Matt Shepard asked him, like, now what do you do with Shohei Otani? Basically, you know, because he was coming to bat, they had a situation on the bases, and Boy said with an accent, and I'm quoting, I'm quoting his accent. He said. Be very, very careful. And then Otani was essentially intentionally walked after that. So if y'all don't, you know, if if baseball history eludes you, Morris is 66 years old. He's a five-time All-Star who pitched for 14 seasons with the Tigers. So now he's their, you know, their color guy. (laughs) No pun intended. Um, And he's he's a Baseball Hall of Fame. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2018. I heard it. First of all, I think it was a poor attempt, any type of accent. <laughs> but it was also like, yo, you you can't really do that right now. But at the same time, like you think about it, it's it's it has a lot to do with the sensitivity of our times because, like, has it always been a thing? Like we talk about Jamaicans and somebody on a broadcast would be like, hey, man, or something like that. That was never mm-hmm. like taboo. But it's like, you know, we're getting into times. We got the whole Stop Asian Hate campaign going on right now. So <laughs> you got to be very, you got to be very, very careful with what no you do. What you, <laughs> what you say. No oh. <laughs> so, um, no, 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 no offense, man. I, I, I like that. We, we like to play around here. But, um. Nah, so he's been suspended. Otani was asked about it. He said, I'm I'm not offended at all, um, but I can't tell the Tigers what to do. I can't tell whoever what to do with him in regards to that. So it, I don't know, man. I don't know if there's much to do, to do about nothing, if it's, you know, the sensitivity era or was dude just completely out of line with don't need accent. Money. <laughs> I don't know. I just know that. I got some low main waiting for me after this show that I need to get hey, to. Yo. So, nah, I'm saying that to say I love Asian culture. Uh, you know, they get a little carried away sometimes with some of the food, like when you're over there trying to do as the Romans do. But, hey, I, 
Otani. I'm about to Yo, smash something. So shout out to Otani. The general yeah. fire, but I have no idea what I'm eating. Um, right. right. The, the show I'm watching. And I probably, I probably rather not know. Just let me enjoy it. You know what I mean? The Sean Watson is now being investigated by the FBI. Oh, boy. Yo, I, I saw that, Jim, and was, like, majorly concerned. But then when I read more into it, I think the FBI investigation is more on one of the accusers. I think FBI might be um, – they're, they're investigating – possible extortion attempt by one of the oh. 22 accusers. So his lawyer said, oh. you know, we didn't call them. They didn't. He was like, basically, you know, they called us, but the line of questioning, we allowed Deshaun to talk to him. They were like, what lawyer allows their client to talk to the FBI freely if they think they've done something wrong? That's besides the point. They, they, they were saying that the line of questioning was more surrounding one of the accusers in an extortion attempt to uh, Deshaun Watson than, you know, us investigating him for the actual accusation. So, I mean, that's what his side is saying. <laughs> the truth will come out. If that's the truth, it'll, it'll come out and be confirmed uh, soon enough. But, you know, this whole situation, though, is, is still crazy because that's just one person, if that is the truth. That's just one person. That's just that's not saying, oh, see, he's been exonerated because you know, it's just one person that's trying to, ex- you know, that may have gone about this whole thing the wrong way. And now they may be in trouble as well. So we'll see where that goes, man. But from what yeah, it looks like, he's not in trouble with the FBI. But headlines yeah, ain't going to let you do that. Cool. They're going to yeah. make you read. This story is crazy, gonna... man. Evander. Evander yeah. Kane's wife told the NHL <laughs> that he bets on his own game and intentionally tanks for betting profits. Now, this happened after yeah. um, he's trying to cut her off. He got a model chick. <laughs> got to be a model. And um, she wasn't feeling it, so she's snitching. So the, the funny thing is we, we learned about this in reverse. So it was like we heard about this and was like, oh, man. And then we saw that, you know, paparazzi got him in some photos with a model. And we're like, oh, okay, it's all making sense of why his wife is snitching. That doesn't mean she made it up. It just makes sense to why she's telling this information right now. Now, um, Evander, of course, he says that it's not true. But what's working against him, Jim, I looked this up. He has a history of gambling. They said he, he gambled openly on table games and, and Las, Van- Las Vegas casinos. They said in April 2019 – he failed to pay a $500,000 casino marker from the Cosmopolitan while he was in town for a playoff series against the Vegas Golden Knights. The casino then filed a complaint against him, but the case was eventually dropped by the casino in 2020, which probably means Bull Bright paid him. But in January, Bull filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy, and a part of his illegal filings, he claimed to have lost $1.5 million gambling at casinos and via bookies over a 12-month span leading up to his bankruptcy petition. So so they say, and he has a lifetime earning in the NFL of just under $56 million. He currently has three years, two years left on a $49 million contract with the Sharks, um, $26 million uh, remaining on that $49 million contract. So, right. 
So there's enough there for them to actually investigate and look into this because it's like, you know, if you've gambled on everything else under the stars, you have a known gambling problem. You've been in with a casino before. Like, what's to make us just dismiss these allegations real quick because your wife is mad? Because she's mad. And it ain't probably about nothing to get a divorce, you can do about it. It's probably why. It's running true. out of love. Yeah. So, yeah, he in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you. Yeah. Man. I mean, that's Lord. what he get for messing with. No, ma, I'm a chill. I'm a chill. I ain't gonna, I'm going to leave that point out of here. Um, Naomi uh, Osaka with the bunny. left a press conference after a triggering question. So we know Naomi is taking her uh, power to her own hands. So she got up and left out after a question was asked, which was triggering to her. So, uh, you know, I hope Naomi. Uh, I'm. I'm I'm gonna okay. read this question to you. I'm gonna read this exchange to you real quick before we get out of here, Jim. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you if this, you know, we already talked about something else, and you know, we always have to ask, like, is this like the sensitivity era kicking in, or is this legit? Because after this exchange, <laughs> and after she left, and this was a virtual press conference, mind you, you know, so she got up from the computer, walked out of the room with a couple of tears, and her agent called this reporter a bully afterwards but this was Mm -hmm. the exchange the reporter um the reporter's name uh was i forgot his name but he's from the cincinnati inquirer right he asked her Mm -hmm. you're not crazy about dealing with us talking about the media especially in this format yet you have a lot of outside interests that are served by having a media platform I guess my question is, how do you balance the two? Um, his name is Paul Doherty, um, veteran sports columnist, column mm-hmm. Paul Doherty. So she asked him when, to clarify. She said, when you say I'm not crazy about dealing with you guys, what does that refer to? So then the moderator saw that she was getting a little perturbed, asked if she would like to move on to the next question. But she declined and asked him to repeat the question before she finished the exchange after a long pause. So <laughs> she said, funny how. She said, I can't really help that there are some things that I tweet or some things that I say that kind of create a lot of news articles or things like that. And I know that it's because I won a couple of grand slams. I've gotten to do a lot of press conferences that these things happen. But I would also say I'm not really sure how to balance it. I'm figuring it out at the same time as you are, I would say. Seconds later, Jim, she started to cry, got up from the computer, and left the room. The agent took issue with the question from Doherty in a statement that he gave to to NBC News, didn't say nothing right there, but called him a bully. Do you think there was anything about that question that was bullying? I mean, it's. It, I think it was kind of a legit question. Like, you, you, you kind of hey, have repeat, issue repeat, with repeat, the media, repeat, but you have a lot repeat, of platforms. Repeat, repeat what he said again. Like, when she said, clarify for me what you mean. Repeat what he said again. That, that, His that, question was well, when when she said to clarify it, there was really nothing after that. It was like a long pause, and then she went into her answer. So his question was basically saying, you're not crazy about dealing with the media, especially in this mm-hmm. format. I think he meant in this, you know, this virtual format. Yet you have a lot of outside okay. interests that are served by having a media platform. He didn't say this, but I'm like, okay, i.e., uh, Netflix documentary or whatever that is, and you know, everybody yeah. has a media platform these days. That's just the way of the world. So he said, I guess my yeah. question is, how do you balance the two? Sir, how does she balance, you know, the two things? I don't really think that was a 
a bully type question. But that's what her agent is making him out to be because of her reaction to it. At some point, like okay. we've already known that, you know, Naomi, Naomi Osaka is kind of screaming out maybe for a little bit of help. She has some mental health things going on, especially surrounding her talks with the media. But can we go labeling everybody a bully because she might be having some issues? I really didn't – maybe maybe since we didn't hear this, you know, the audio or see it, maybe we don't know tone. Maybe there was tone behind I, it I think, that I made think this happen. Well, for one, um, I feel like maybe – the agent is just doing his job. Like he got, he has to say that. He, he got to stick him. up for like anybody who job. make her so cry as a, a band. <laughs> Whether yeah, he man. It or not. So I mean, I, I Slim Charles Netflix theory. Was taping this. Well, was Netflix in this when this happened? Because if so, that's or, more drama. Like or, you know, she might be more genius than we give her credit for. But uh, you know, which I actually was doing his job. Was what you know? Bull was asking. How did you balance the two? Like. You don't have with media, more content. but you kind of have with media. Run this bag up. <laughs> <laughs> See, because you know of this now, this is the second answer. story in three weeks, I'm going to have to go watch that because I haven't watched it yet. I definitely got to watch that before the weekend is out. So Yo, we can talk about that, that. here's the genius in it. That was her answer. She was like, I'm going to show you what I do. This, this is how I balance it. I get more content. Uh-huh. So boom, now you a bully. That's, this is how <laughs> I balance it. So she actually... <laughs> She actually gave him the answer. He was wasn't mm-hmm. ready for it. You're banned. You're bully ass nigga. Um, all right. So yeah, you know, shout out to to Naomi, man. Like we said the last time we talked about her, man. I just hope you know this stuff. Yo, we hope yo, this stuff doesn't Netflix, like derail bro, gotta, a promising career. You know what I mean? Dog. Speaking of Netflix, dog, you gotta go watch the Christy Martin Untold Story, John. Yo. I'm, like, I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We gotta talk about that next week. That was that was insane. All right, got you. All right, shout out to to Naomi, man. Hope you you know get together, whatever you gotta get together, and hope these bullies in the media get their act together. But um, before we get out of here, man, I'm just gonna tell y'all what happened this date in sports history, which is brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is. Y'all tired of reading those same old sports books that mimics everything you see on these shows, even though the ratings are telling us that y'all enjoy these shows on on, on the big networks. Either way, man, go read the greatest sports book ever written. It's sports. It's an acronym. Smart people only read the sports. If you can't spell, then you have no clue what, what, what we just did there. But um, <laughs> make sure you go get that. Sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com, written by the War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint. All right, August 19th, 1995. This was a big day in my history as well as Mike Tyson's history. Mike Tyson returns to the ring after serving three years in prison and beats Peter McNeely in 89 seconds. Big date in history for Mike. Definitely a big date in history for me. August 19th, 1995 was my 18th birthday. It was also the day that I got to Howard University. Shout out to uh, PJ, another one of the principal owners of War Room Sports, because uh, he went down that same day. Uh, we were roommates, and this very night, being hype Mike Tyson fans, we were two freshmen, first day in the new city, breaking all the rules because they told us that we shouldn't be going to this place and this place and this street and that street. 
We're walking around the street trying to find a place, 18-year-olds trying to find a place to watch this fight. We land on some sketchy place called the Zulu Cave. I don't know to this day what the Zulu Cave did besides showing this fight. I think it might have been a low-key strip club, might have did a little more than stripping, but it was called the Zulu Cave. If anybody from D.C. or from Howard, you know, if y'all know about that, we about to go now. Y'all can holler. Y'all can call in next week and tell us what the Zulu Cave was actually about. But, you know, two young boys, we pushed our way up in there, and we didn't have to stay long because, you know, Mike made easy work a bull. So it was a big date in history for me, big date in history for Mike. And we like to give this big date in history a nice war room salute because um, if not for this date in history, I don't know. My life might have gone a, a different way. So um, salute to that. Jimmy, we about to get up out of here, man, so get us out of here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to the Zulu room. Uh, hopefully they weren't doing no Zulu Nation stuff in there. Um, no, no band bother. It definitely okay. was sketchy. Anyway, uh, you brothers and sisters to join us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody um, who hit us up with any kind of social site or got through with a call. Those we couldn't get to, we apologize. I see you waiting, but we got to get out of here. Dev has to celebrate his birthday and, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and get that uh, age Tiny uh, That's what I'm going to call it. Yo, <laughs> during the course of the week, check out everything we do at our hub. Our hub is warroomsports.com. That's warroomsports.com. Catch our podcast, catch um, our webcast, catch our blogs, catch all of our social content, anything you can find, even my book, Sports the Book, you can find at warroomsports.com. So until next week, as we always say, don't accept mediocrity and be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top.
War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.